Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Well, hi there. How are you doing? Welcome to an echoey Driven Chat podcast. Now, I don't know if you'll hear the echo, but certainly where we are and through my headphones, there is a glorious, cavernous, really quite sexy echo. I don't mean sexy because of myself. I mean sexy because we are in a really cool place with a really cool guest. And, you know, sometimes you can you can just kind of admit that you're excited. Well, this is my admission. I am excited. We have travelled all the way to glorious Wales, Abergavenny, to hang out with a hero. The marvellous, we're going to call him Ollie. His official name is Leon Ollie Window. But he's Ollie to us. Hello, Ollie. How are you doing? Welcome Hi, to the Driven Chat Podcast. Thank you very much. You have welcomed us into your, well, cave of delights. Tell us where we are sat. Uh, well, we're currently sat in um, beautiful Monmouthshire and we are in, um, we're in our glorified, I don't know, dream man cave. Um, <laughs> we've got two things going on here. So we've got, um, we've got a wonderful petrol head venue in South Wales, uh, one of a kind. And one third of it is Baffle House, which is the kind of clubhouse meet and greet cafe event space garage for, for Baffle Culture which is, uh, I'd like to say, a motorbike uh, internet phenomenon. Um, That's easy for me to say. (laughs) But but yeah, we're just getting going with it. And uh, it's a group of six six lads who are all friends who love uh, classic motorbikes, cafe racer culture, 1980s bikes, that type of thing. And this is kind of our little dream area here. And then the other side of it is uh, um, a bit more of a day job for me, and that is Low Classics, which is, um, that's my classic car hire, 
uh, buying and selling and building race cars and racing race cars, uh, classic stuff. So um, we've got two worlds colliding. I love it. It's a, it's such a cool space. Did I make a massive faux pas calling it Abergavenny? Have I really <laughs> effed up there? It was actually very good. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll take that. Well that's, the, done. that's the best praise I've had this year. He would say uh, Dione. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Now, one of the problems that I have when we come to amazing venues where I'm kind of aware that certain items might possibly be for sale, etc., is they always get really expensive because I fall in love with things very quickly. And you've got too many great looking things. Thankfully, so far, the only thing that I'm really hooked on is a, is a biker jacket. I'm not a biker. <laughs> but you will be. This is after a previous podcast, if you listen to it, we are going to get you on a motorcycle and get you at it's least happening. your CBT. I mean, I mean, if I get that jacket, you know. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to that ease you in. We'll start, Amy and we'll, I we'll club him, together. Yes, we'll get him a jacket. And then that Hang way on, he Amy, has to Amy. go on. It's about six hundred pounds. Oh, bloody hell! But you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll contribute some money towards the jackets, <laughs> and the, re- the rest is yours. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that just to make you guys spend money. We'll get me on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. But this is the thing, Andy. So sitting in like Ollie's place here, which is super cool, and everything. I think for me at least, what I love about bikes and the bike culture on this half of the of the the, the room that we're in, yep. like. Does it not make you think, oh, I want to be part of this? Because this, this is this is what I think. I know, like, John, you must be the same as me. You look around what, what we're sat, mm-hmm. like, around us right now. Yeah. and um, I was a late bloomer to motorbikes. As, I, as I didn't as I, do yeah. my bike test until I was 28. Oh, really? And it was Cafe really? Racer really? Bikes huh. that, that spurred yeah. that on. It wasn't, John's, John's only been on bikes for 20, 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I am a newbie to bikes, and I had no interest for years i had no interest at all in motorbikes superbikes i was one of those guys that would say mm-hmm. you'd see superbikes filtering through traffic and just think why what all you are is an organ donor that, mm-hmm. what on earth are you doing and it's a great tune by the way organ donor <laughs> i don't know it. dj shadow intru- <laughs> introducing it's a cracking tune it's all hammond organ it's glorious pop straight into my head too <laughs> it's, it's proper isn't it Gosh, it's a proper track skipped my uh, I feel like we're not we're skipped not my mind completely you're not you're not a music person too young that's why you yeah. guys yeah. <laughs> but yeah they are missing out bikes. i want to put it on now it's playing in my head now it's a proper tune can that be the intro music <laughs> if, hey listen if you want to call dj shadow and say look there's a podcast well he's a customer is he? That would be spectacular. <laughs> I was getting excited then. Oh, I was the way, like... You, you did the hand in the pocket thing as you were saying. <laughs> oh, he's going to get the phone number out? No. You no. were getting excited. We were about Sorry. to get DJ Shadow to our podcast tunes. That would be amazing. I mean, it's not that I don't love this, but DJ Shadow, I mean, wow. that would have been immense. That's, we can work towards that. So to yeah. answer the kind of long-winded question, and, and obviously yeah, a, lovely, a lovely aside about John being an old man riding a bike, but yeah, I get it. However, I'm looking at a sexy, hell sexy racing mini and yeah. there's an Aston yeah, Martin cool. just over my shoulder which is also is. just knockout glorious mm-hmm. and I'd kind of you know I'd kind of be very very happy there so put your leather jacket on in a racing mini put the leather jacket on in a racing mini <laughs> in an Aston or, or just walk around in a biker jacket <laughs> and, fa- and, and maybe hold a helmet and fake it you know some people fake actually it you make do it, that baby. is there a biker's equivalent of Munchausen by proxy <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> 
Because, you know, you know I, I really I hope know. there is. Yeah. Just I like really someone that only walks around in the full gear, all the leathers and the helmet, <laughs> but doesn't own a bike, has there never sat be. on a bike. I'll be that guy. I'm like cool those, with that. Like those weird bikers that go around wearing jackets that look a bit like police jackets. Mm-hmm. Like those weird people oh, that are pretending one? to be yeah. police officers. Uh, like that. Oh, well, that would be more. police housing by proxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's, it's, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe there is. But, okay, start so, it. so Ollie, I, I thought you'd been into the bike world for a lot longer, because the funny thing is, I, so I met you at yeah. Goodwood Revival, what, 2018, was um, it? Yeah, for 2019? the Richmond Trophy. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So around minis, and mm-hmm. so then to find out, I don't know, six months down the line, that you were also complete, like, bike head oh, as well, mm-hmm. was quite a pleasant surprise, because yes. I think, you know, we, we've chatted in the past that the, the, the classic car world and the bike world don't have as much of an overlap as we, no. as you might think if you're getting into mm-hmm. either world, and so to kind of find these people that are overlapping is, is quite yep. lovely, so yep. what happened, so, yeah, did you get you're into... One of them too. Yeah, exactly, yes, but again, like you, so like, yeah. later on in life, I got into bikes, so... Yep. The the for me I know that the cars and the bikes were two separate entities which kind of met in the middle somewhere mm-hmm. down the line. Was it the same for you? Did, were cars and bikes um, together as you know as you were growing up? I've always liked bikes. Yep. And I had a scooter when I was younger, and um, you know, and I had to go on off road bikes and so on over the years. But I suppose I um, yeah I had a well I had a scooter actually for um, when I started driving. When my friends had cars, I couldn't afford one, so I had a fifty cc cool. and little chicken chaser. So <laughs> I had that actually until I could afford a car. Mm-hmm. So, so I suppose I have. I say I haven't been on bikes. I, d- I was, but I didn't. I don't really class it as a bike because um, it was so slow. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and I'm six foot two and on a little tiny bike. You know, um, thirty miles up, an coming hour. Coming up to college with my hands falling off. You know, it's not a good look. <laughs> so I kind of forgotten it. I, I've kind of blanked it out. So you've just you've just taken me to rapper's delight. <laughs> I'm six foot one and I'm tons of fun and I'm dressed to a tee because you went six foot two. So I've yeah. now got lyrics in my head. And I, and I, that's I, another wonderful song. Might have even misquoted that one badly. Okay, well, we can end with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know them? I tell you, we'll probably get Goldie Only Chain here, couldn't we? <laughs> oh, now I could probably sort that. Yeah. Hi, boys. I've always wanted to meet the maggot. <laughs> you I've do. Always wanted to meet the maggot. Well, they're from close to here, aren't they're they? They're from Newport, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, they're a lovely bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, we've, anyway. we've, we've kind of walked around the houses for eight minutes yeah. now, and I can only apologise, Ollie. We're here to yeah. talk to you, Sorry, not to okay. find out about John Mark so coming we're late we're to bikes, bikes etc. Exactly. So, no, I, I want to start, actually, Ollie, with, with kind of your journey, mm-hmm. specifically to what has brought you here. Not about your love of cars and bikes, but because mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm most intrigued about your kind of journey isn't that you love cars and bikes because everyone we talk to loves cars and bikes. That's a kind of given. It's the Driven Chat podcast. Mm -hmm. It's that you are able to do something that is a successful way of monetizing your passion for cars and bikes because there's not many people we get to talk to that do that. No. Uh, And it's taken a long time to get to that stage. And to get to that stage, I had to do something that was nothing to do with bikes and cars. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... um, um, Gosh, what should I say? I'll really cut this short, but school, Jack the Lad, uh, asked to leave school. Uh, so I left school uh, the headmaster said hi Mr Timpson uh, he said you can leave mm-hmm. or I can make you leave and wow. I said oh, I better go then sir <laughs> I'm impressed so, you um, called him sir yeah oh yeah we were very respectful back then um, <laughs> and um, anyway so I left went out into the big Why would you, what, what was so bad about you at school I was just mischievous I wasn't naughty or violent that kind of way but I was just always having a laugh and you know probably half asleep most of the time um, so yeah I didn't take it seriously uh, mm-hmm. and I, at that age 16 I wasn't grown up you know, I don't think a lot of men are, or no. young men are. I, don't, I didn't want to start learning until I was 21, 22 at least. So what did I do between those two ages? Um, Bit of um, time in prison? 
Uh, no, no, Let's no. make Similar, it more dramatic. I worked in a chip shop peeling potatoes. I would have rather been in prison. I then, uh, I then collected used cooking oil uh, for the person who collected that. That was a, sh- a terrible job and, um, and really dirty. And um, anyway, £3 an hour, I think it was back then. So everyone complaining about money now. It, was, it used to be worse. And um, what did I do then? Then I was knocking door to door for gas and electric. That was another terrible job. And that taught me how to deal with rejection. Uh, because yeah. every day people would slam a door in my face yeah. and then I was working knocking door to door for an alarm company and then I saw the engineers were earning more money than the people knocking the doors so I actually saved up my wages and I sold my DJ turntables because I wasn't going to be Pete Tong in the end and I sold my mountain bike and other bits and pieces and I went to college in Portsmouth uh, and I did a couple of years worth of BTEX in a very short space of time and passed them and I became a security engineer Okay, and then I... Um, I started working doing that, and that took me to London. And then fast forward a number of years, I came back to Wales and started up my own business doing it. Nice. And that was ten years ago. Okay. Yeah. So there we okay. Are. So that Life was. So, so we've got minute. we've got you to forty five, yeah. and then and then what happened? Yeah. So, so, no, so then so right. So you 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 bring your security business to Wales. This um, hasn't got us to cars and bikes I, yet. I, yeah. I know. I started it here, and I'll just very quickly uh, over ten. So I did it for ten years. Built it up very successfully, and towards the end of it, I was able to build this wonderful building here as our headquarters and have a bit of garage space for my hobby of cars and bikes. And then last year, a, a national company said, oh, you've got a wonderful business, we'd like to buy it. Um, so, um, so I sold it, so um, that was wonderful. And that meant, for the first time in my life, I was like, do you know what, instead of going back into doing something which I didn't particularly love, but I knew how to do, so I knew how to, I could earn a living from it, yeah. but it wasn't a passion. And uh, the passion has always been things with wheels. And um, so I thought this is going to give me the golden opportunity to actually pursue trying to do what I love for a living. Mm-hmm. And, well, they say don't meet your heroes, you know. <laughs> uh, it's almost that kind well, of situation. Well, you're welcome, mate. I mean, I'm happy to be here. You know, we're yeah. having a lovely yeah. time. That's all right. I'm glad John's here too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to bring the guru here. <laughs> don't leave me hanging. He's, he's left you hanging. hanging John's, John's been asking for a fist bump there for 45 <laughs> minutes. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and so what's happened since, it's actually incredibly difficult to make money out of um, cars and bikes at the moment, especially mm. with, you know, we're obviously, I won't go into it too much, but the COVID situation and so on. Mm. Um, so what are we trying to do? Uh, we're trying to, I want to say live the dream, how cliche, but I want to, um, yeah, to, to actually do something that you really love and enjoy and try and make some money out of it. I mean, they, um, it's not as easy as it sounds. And you've got to put a lot of hard work in and do a hell of a lot of stuff for free or for hardly any money to get yourself going in it. So that's what we've been doing. We've been doing all sorts of events, all sorts of social media stuff, uh, especially with the motorbike side of things. You've this been smashing it on the social media. Yeah, Thank I've you very really much. Yeah, it. we get praise for it. We haven't, you know, we haven't got the most followers in the world at Baffle Culture on Instagram. And, um, <laughs> Subtle. At, at, at Driven Chat. On the yeah. and, um, and wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, but what we have done is we've tried to produce whatever we put out, we tried to make quality. Yeah. And so, and because of that, we've got some really wonderful brands, uh, major motorbike brands from manufacturers to accessories and things like that, who are backing us and helping us and giving us kit, bikes, things to go and do, review, trips to go on. Um, Incredible, because you were saying that you've got Royal Enfield here in a couple of weeks, haven't you? We have, mm. yeah, on the 19th and 20th, they're coming down and they're doing a takeover of this space. So all nice. of a sudden we've got an event nice. space. Awesome. So we're yeah. trying to do, we're wheeler dealers. Um, we're trying to do whatever we can do to keep the dream alive. Yeah. And so, so we're selling T-shirts, caps, key rings. Buffleculture.com, and um, <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then hiring. So the cars, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have built up a, a bit of a collection of cars over the years, starting from cars from a thousand quid and going up to 
you know, a lot more. And um, what's, what's the most expensive? You don't have to tell us what it is. Oh gosh, it'd be a it'd be a brand new nine nine two sat outside, which oh. is actually my family car. It's got a baby seat in the back. <laughs> of course it does, because yeah. that's why that's you have amazing. a nine eleven. You yeah. know, uh, that's what so, they're um, for. That was my big treat when we sold, and it's by far and away the best sports car I've ever had for daily. So yes. let me ask. Let me mm. ask you something that, I, that I'm going to ask delicately, and by yeah. all means, sidestep it if you, if you don't think it's no, a cool question. Go for it. But you obviously selling the business mm. meant you came into a, a reasonably large sum of money. I'm, I don't don't want to talk sums, but you yeah. obviously you obviously came into a pot of gold, yeah. as it were. You then decided like anyone would, I think, I mm. want to now pursue my passion rather than necessarily yes. going straight back into what you know mm -hmm. is a tried and trusted method to making yeah. another pot of gold. Mm. You're like, I want to do my passion. Yeah. How do you ensure that you don't run the pot of gold out? It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to say, I was about to follow that up with, does it matter if it does run out? Because um, if it's, it's your passion. passion. For me, it's a good thing if it does run out because I work a lot harder and a lot better if I'm skinned. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I do, that. yes. 100%. Fact, you know, no, um, and um, you know, and um, actually, the building we're in, you know, when they took over, this was pretty much an empty shell. So we spent a lot finishing this beautiful building, uh, which is a whopper of a place. Mm. You know, we have we have invested in the stock for the higher cars. We have invested in a few other little businesses. So yeah, it doesn't last forever. Mm. Um, from me, from that, my point of view, that never has bothered me. Um, as soon as it's coming, I've spent it on growing, and I'm a risk taker, and always have been. And I've got an attitude which has always helped me in business, and that is. What's the worst that can happen? You lose everything and you're on the street tomorrow. Okay, well, I hope I'm of the right mindset, hopefully, to dust my shoulders off and go and get a job doing anything and build that yeah. back up again. Yeah. That doesn't scare me. But presumably so, that, that mindset has changed slightly since becoming a parent. Um, no, I'm afraid it hasn't. Really? No, That's honestly, it hasn't, no, because I'd, um, my wife would shout at me now, but <laughs> strap the kid to my back and get on with it, Eva. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a kid, I get told off for saying that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, yeah, okay, I mean, my attitude should change, I suppose, but it, doesn't, it still doesn't scare me, because I know we'd be okay, because I'm the type of person that I would go out and sort it out, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, so... Yeah. It's so very it's very interesting because you know the I mean you know we won't kind of labor covid too much because you know yeah. every, everyone's lived their own truth through it and yes. it's and it's been but it has been one of those things where some people have been in a situation where they've been furloughed and they've yep. been quite happy to just go 80% of what I was earning yeah. to just watch Netflix all right yeah and other people have gone I don't want to do that no, I want to roll my sleeves up and get back to work or yeah. find another way to make money or yeah, just yeah. put myself back into the community. Yeah. And, and I've seen know. both with my own. Yeah, I've seen both. Yeah. It's been a real leveler, though, don't I've you think? I've seen a lot of people who started up small little self-employed businesses online, on Instagram, whatever they're doing. And, they're, you know, they might be offering design services or they might be offering uh, alterations on clothes or they'll be doing something during this time mm -hmm. to earn some extra money at home and... That is, in one aspect, that is a positive that's come out of this, you know, because it's given people the courage to actually try and do something. They, they might be starting to do something of their passions, you know, and trying to monetize it and earn a little bit of money out of it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think so for a lot of people, it's been a bit, a bit like redundancy in a way. Sometimes it's that, that little push that people have needed. 100%. They've had the idea at the back of their head for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly something comes along that says, you've got no choice, go and get it done. Yeah. And it's been fascinating now getting to the time where we're now coming out of lockdown and we are seeing the kind of the hangover from it. Yeah, keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah, by the time this goes out, there might be a second wave. This is true. This is absolutely true. But the, the positivity that has come out of it, uh, yes, there has been an awful lot of negativity, but the positivity that's come out of this dreadful global pandemic is that a lot of, for a lot of people, it has been that push to go, do you know what? Screw it. I'm going to have a go. I'm going to get it done. Community. Absolutely mm -hmm. right. That's a massive yeah, thing that's brought people together and done things and also made people a bit more humble and realise that you don't need as much stuff. 
Correct. You know, yeah. Uh, I say that in here, surrounded by cars and bikes, but um, <laughs> but but it's true, isn't it? And uh, you know, we all spent a lot more time at home with friends and family and so on, or whoever it was. Yeah. And um, yeah, it makes you realise that, and that leads me very neatly onto motorbikes. Do you continue? Because motorbikes. One of the things I love about motorbikes, um, low cost, a hobby you can do at home. You can have it in your back shed, in your garden, and yeah. so on. Um, the feeling of freedom and the the fact that when you are busy and you have been running a business with I had two and a half thousand customers who had my mobile number you know when they would ring me anytime day or night and it's a 24 hour day business um you get on a bike you put your helmet on off you go no phone no music no disturbances and you start to chill Mm -hmm. yeah and um other um people I've, I've since i've been in motorbikes or started to do it more heavily i've been fortunate enough to meet some wonderful people some who are celebrities or so on and i've had a chat with them about what do they like about bikes and um people don't know them on their bikes they put their helmet on and they go off for a ride around london or wherever they go you know and uh, it's freedom for them as well and they get mm-hmm. peace and quiet but on a different level you know as opposed to walking around or driving the cars or so on they get it a is. bit of mm-hmm. i can't say the word properly i'm terrible with long names but amy do you want to say anonymity yeah, we'll go uh, with that. Anonymity. Anonymity. They're anonymous. So Thank you. Out of four of us here, one can speak. The one that has done it for the longest. The thing that I find kind of... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Challenging whenever I hear that because we have heard pretty much the same thing from everyone every that writes. Because yeah. I'm getting a lot of pressure, as anyone knows that's <laughs> listened to these pods more than once. I'm getting a lot of pressure from anyone that comes on to get on a darn bike, and I'm too scared to do it. But I do hear this the same thing from everyone that goes on about biking as they talk about when they're on that. Yeah, when the visor's down, when they're on the road, they feel this great sense of kind of peace, calm. Tranquility. You go, you go into. I just can't imagine that. You, you go into a parallel you do. dimension. You yeah. go into a completely parallel dimension where everything you know is around you. All the dangers mm. that you are aware of are around you. You don't. You're not in a bubble of self-awareness and you know pure safety. You're mm. not. Yep. But what happens is your brain transforms from being this constant analysis of processing everything that's going on throughout your day, throughout your meet, week, yep. throughout your month, your family problems, your financial problems, everything, and it focuses on the one thing, which is don't die. Yeah. Don't die. Right. Just ride along. Focus. Don't die. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. literally like somebody gets a purifier, mm-hmm. puts it in your brain, and you focus on the one important yeah, thing totally right agree. there, right now. Don't die. So it's exactly the same as having sex. Not quite. 
<laughs> you could think of other things you're when you're doing, doing it wrong. wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what kind of sex don't you die. have, don't, but I don't well, think don't this, die while I'm this, having it. This, you know, but like, what if the harness snaps? And like, oh, you know, this, <laughs> so moving on. Yeah. <laughs> quickly, quickly. I just took over the show somehow. I, no, I think that Andy needs to learn how to ride a bike, so he realises. Yeah, it's, it's, sort of, it's a lot safer than what you're up to. Apart from the danger thing, I sort of, I kind of get that playing the drums. I kind of go in my own little world and just kind of. I lose all focus yeah, everything other, else than, goes away. other than the beat. But yeah, I, I, it's a lot safer playing drums. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know those yeah. drumsticks can bounce back. Yeah, well, I've had a few injuries. That. I've had a few injuries. I've, I've, uh, but this isn't a drumming podcast. I'll stop. <laughs> um, Ollie, you also love to race. I do. That's a huge passion of mine. Yeah, um, I've um, I've always been someone who's um, I'm not extreme, but 100 miles an hour. You know, I, I, mean, I, I never sit still and all the rest of it. I've got mm. a lot of energy. And um, when business was getting so busy, um, and I was starting to get these glass ceilings and so on, and uh, and the challenges of building it up and building it up. Um, what did I used to do? I used to go to drink, uh, so I used to go to the pub, and uh, that's not necessarily that healthy for you. And uh, I started to do it more and more. <laughs> and just before it beca- probably became too much of a problem. Um, my uh, my then fiance or my wife now she told me uh, to sort it out while she's off. So um, so I sorted it out and uh, I needed something to fill the gap. So uh, what happened? I quit drinking for two years, and all of a sudden things in my life started to accelerate. So the business and all these different kinds of things, and but I needed something. You know, I needed some excitement or something to blow off some steam. Yeah. And so I've always been into Porsches. Uh, I had a nine four four stripped out like a club sport kind of style of one that for many years and it was wonderful I tried to I wanted to go and race that so I started hanging around racetracks not like in a creepy way <laughs> but, um, but I, you did um, make that sound a little yeah, bit silly. I know I know and but, and but yeah I started going to the Porsche club meets and I started asking people when you're a self-employed business person and you've started from nothing and you're building it up money is very important to you and you want to know how much things cost so I turn up at the racing, you know, I probably had my cap on sideways or something as I used to do back then. And uh, I'd say to people, hi, you know, in a Welsh accent, I want to come and race. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they'd look at me and go, yeah, right. And um, it was very difficult to get the costs off people for how much it was going to cost me to yeah. buy a car, turn up, tyres, suspension, entry fees, licences, all this kind of stuff. And no one could really tell me or it was a bit of a secret. They just like don't want to share. Something yeah. weird. Mm. Or they just didn't believe I could afford to do it. So... Um, I did that a few times and then someone told me about a local company to me only two miles from where I live um, who raced minis and had done successfully for 20 or 30 years and I was like minis hmm. um, so anyway so I went to go and see them and me being me like a bull in a china shop if I say I'm going to do something I do it like that <laughs> so they said to me oh, well there's this wonderful sh- racing shell for sale which a friend of ours has built uh, at Owens Fabrication um, down in West Wales it was a very well known fabricator and um, so anyway, I, I bought it within an hour. Uh, and I went back and told them. I was like, so I bought it. And they were like, oh, wow. They were like, right, sugar, we're going to have to actually deal with this lunatic and build in a race car. Now, they've actually become some of my best friends now. And uh, they're a wonderful bunch. Um, I'm sure I drive them crazy. Uh, we all have our moments. Did but, you get um, into racing then after, you know, you started Baffle House? Uh, house and, and, and no, before, way before. So when you were still doing the security? I was still doing the security. And it was at that time where I wasn't drinking. And I... Um, so I needed to fill this gap. So I went and did my race license and we built up this beautiful Mini 7 and I was and I entered the Mini 7 Racing Club, which mm-hmm. is the longest one-make racing club in the world. Yeah, Started in 1959 or 60 and has never stopped since. And it's still very popular today. It was even live on television a couple of weeks ago with Andrew Jordan from the Touring Cars uh, yeah. leading the pack. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
how I, I, nowhere else in the world has a car which is 60 years old still racing on primetime TV. Yeah. Unbelievable. So great. great success story. But anyway, so I entered into that. I entered into the Novice Championship. I won the Novice Championship. Hey. Uh, it was wonderful. I won it in Zandvoort in Holland. Uh, by one That's point. a cracking circuit as well, isn't it? It's a cracking yeah. circuit and there's a wonderful bar there called Mickey's Bar. <laughs> and, I, do, uh, I do like that. And that, that night I won that. Um, I'm, um, that was the night I... I think I started drinking again. I was going to say. <laughs> so we had a few beers. They serve beers there out of petrol pumps, you know? Uh, so anyway, so lo- long so, story short. So you short, had to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were celebrating, you know, it was a big, it was a big, it was a big thing. You know, I've never really won anything sporting in my life. You'd have been so drunk after two or three pints, wouldn't you? You know, One. if you haven't drunk for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've not drunk for two years, um, your tolerance is gone. So anyway, so yeah, so I got into that and then, I've always had a big passion of classic or old or retro uh, is a word which is thrown around a lot. I like the old stuff. I like the cafe racer culture. Mm. Uh, I know some uh, some old dudes would get annoyed by people saying a car can't be a cafe racer, you know. But it's the culture that goes on it, and it's the little bits that go on it, and it's you know it's um, put, getting an old car and maybe making it look a little bit racy, mm. and it's almost like make it's like like when I was younger, it'd be two hundred fives Novas. RS escorts, you know, all that kind of, uh, dare I say, it, the more chavvy stuff. But that was probably me back then, so it's all right for me to say it. <laughs> I had a tracksuit. And, um, nice. Yes. And, um, but yeah, it's almost like a more grown up modern version of people doing that to their cars. It you really know? is. We're I modifying and tuning. Bikes. We're the making racer bikes. Yeah, we're seeing the old boys doing it, you think. Yep. This is no different from, yeah, no. as you say, us doing it to our courses it's and whatnot. People wanting to be individual. Yeah. It's people wanting something bespoke, something more quality. It's something that they've done a little bit themselves to, you know, and you have a lot more passion and uh, love for the, the car or bike then, you know, when you're doing that. So, so how good are you with the spanners then? What can you, uh, hang on. Do you know, you I knew that, I knew that question was going to get asked. I had a feeling. Um, so I would love to say I'm amazing because I was an engineer for so long. Uh, when SMG, I said to them, shall I come up and help you when we were building the first car? They were like, yeah, come on up. You know, you're on the tools, aren't you? You know what you're doing. Uh, I got my Allen key. I went to put the steering wheel on. Six bolts around it. Oh. I put them in, went to tighten them up, snapped two of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they banned me uh, from working on the car. So now all I'm allowed to do is uh, turn up and race it and clean it. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you've got the best jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, give it a polish and jump in it and, and drive uh, the wheels off it. Um, and do you know what? It's um, yeah, racing filled that gap for me. It gave me that adrenaline rush, and it gave me that release. And um, did, did you did you race first and then learn to ride bikes? Because I mean, that's the, one of the biggest yes. things that you, you hear as a, as a biker. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to ride a bike because I'd be worried that I'd go too fast or whatever. So, yeah. did you? So you you learned to race before you? I learned to race, and I go a lot faster in cars and and on the road. I'm naughtily say and on track mm-hmm. than on bikes. I. Um, because of racing, I can pick racing lines on bikes, so I can I can ride, and I don't have to go that fast, but actually to carry quite a bit of speed, but actually you know to to make the journey sh- sh- shorter and um, you know and to enjoy the ride. But I don't go mental on bikes. You know, I'm not into super bikes mm-hmm. uh, because of the injury aspect. That's my main thing with it. You know, yeah. which people say, oh, you race and you know you want to go crazy in race cars, and for some reason when there's a metal cage around you. My brain says, that's fine, go fast. Uh, but when there's nothing around you, and when you do have a family and you have a little girl and all the rest of it, do I want to do, you know, do I want to be on an R1 or a Hayabusa and other fast bikes are available? Um, <laughs> but yeah, and um, I don't want to, um, yeah, it's just not me. So that's what in, interests me about the old stuff, the cafe racer bikes, 
Um, I've got a Honda Africa Twin, which we've just done a trip it's around. Really um, cool. Just huge, by the way. It's an enormous it? bike. Have you tried yeah. to it's sell actually, it again? It's actually, at the moment, it's my favourite bike. My hips probably wouldn't get over you there. Should yeah. get, you know, you, I think you, as a, as a non-biker, would feel fairly safe on that. Because, you know, it's, it's quite a, a safe-feeling machine. Looks like it's got a bit of a scaffolding at the bottom, <laughs> so it might be all right. It's inspiring. It um, is, yes. You've got a cage around you almost, you know, at the front, the bars. All, the, all, the, wind, so all the wind and rain uh, goes Andy's around you. People listening, Andy's now walking across the room to go and sit on this He's abandoned the desk i don't think he's ever sat on a motorbike before actually um, wow. to say he looks cool yeah, good. would be a lie do you feel comfortable i don't like think you horse. can hear me saying this so i can say it um and you look great mm. <laughs> it does suit you yeah. um but you're oh you're basically as, as sat as high up as you would be if you're driving a van when you're sitting yeah. on a big adventure bike like that mm. Um, and that that bike there is a low cost bike. You know, it's about three thousand pounds. It's done fifty thousand miles, and yeah. it's I'm the fifteenth lucky owner. Really? And um, <laughs> and it's and it's still going. <laughs> lots of heated grips. And he's pressing some buttons. And, uh, he has no idea what he's still, doing. Oop. <laughs> yeah, and it's still. Oop. It was on a centre stand. He's strong. just uh, wow. nearly tipped it back. <laughs> <laughs> so did the bike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. Can't that's my hips that's what bikes are for me. Nice. Um, and bikes, um, there's a really strong community with yeah, bikes. Massive. There is, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I've met some of the nicest people and some of my my latest and newest best friends, which I'm really lucky in being able to say that, you know, is is my fellow guys in battle culture, you know? Yeah, so tell me more about how this started. Like, is, it, is it six of you, six friends that you all kind of joined together? Cause, yeah. So I know, you know, you and I know Andy. And Andy is a cricketer? Uh, yeah, so, was, so battle culture was started by Sam Damon and Andrew Salter. Uh, Sam Damon uh, would be um, as, as professional as you could get in hockey. Oh, wow. uh, Andy Saltz is a professional um, cricketer for Glamorgan. Mm-hmm. And they, those guys started it in Cardiff and they only started riding bikes five or six years ago. Okay, then. And when they got into it as well. They're, they're probably, they're 10 years younger than me or more. Did you uh, know them before you got into the bike side of never. things? So you met them um, because of bikes? Yeah, so I had a friend called George who, who plays rugby and... Um, and then, so him and me got talking about bikes, and this is only probably three or four years ago, and there was an event called the DGR, which is the, uh, mm-hmm. the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride, where you mm, go and ride for charity for, um, for men's health, mainly um, uh, cancer and, uh, and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're big advocates of that and like supporting it, plus we like to dress up. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in Wales, there's quite a lot of tweed, which is, uh, you know, in our wardrobes. Uh, and so me and George are going to do this, uh, uh, this ride, and then... These guys were down in Cardiff, Andy, and they had made friends with another two guys who they'd seen all through Instagram, really, mm-hmm. who'd seen they were into the similar thing, the similar area. So they were like, oh, hi, do you want to join our gang, I suppose? <laughs> you know, very small gang. But, uh, and so we met them on the DGR and we all dressed up and, um, and we all had a wonderful time. And that was the first time we met. So that's only three years ago. Uh, and we got on like a house on fire, all of us. And they entered me, they were all in a chat group together, in a WhatsApp group. And so I thought, I need an icebreaker. You know, I'm, I'm being put into a group with five men, but I, I, I know one of them, but I don't know the rest. <laughs> and he was like, the group's a bit quiet. It could do spice enough a bit, George said. Did so you take uh, them to a sauna? Kind of. <laughs> what I did is I went on Google and I, um, I Googled on Google Images, Gimp Mask. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was in the John group. John Marcar's in. in. He's like, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, so Let was, me into that group. So I was in the group and uh, I was like, oh, nice to meet you all and the rest of it. And then later on that day, I just dropped that picture in there. And I was like, see you tonight. And, uh, <laughs> and then I backed it up with like, oh no, wrong group. <laughs> and uh, so that was my icebreaker. And um, John's, John's actually just They were quite cool playing it back to me though. And they were like, 
our right group is it <laughs> yeah, no, anyway so and since then we've been mates so what's happened then i sold my company about a year after meeting them all mm-hmm. and i was like do you know what guys we're we're doing bits and pieces with this and we are six really positive people there's no no's in the group it's yes 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 mm. right and when you're surrounding yourself by positive people it's very tricky to get a lot of positive people into business with you um but now and this is my first experience of being an equal director now because we've we set it up as a company and there's six of us and you've got six positive people and magic's happening you know mm-hmm. and we're getting all these opportunities uh we've been lucky enough to be able to go to the pyrenees with indian and ride their bikes and then uh, you know and then go and do this trip now around scotland and we've got other stuff coming up where we're going to be going to africa um mm. with fuel motorcycles uh we're going there in january do you need a uh, photographer Quite possibly, yeah. Well. <laughs> um, and we'll be doing that with Triumph, so that'd be a wonderful trip. Amazing. And do the manufacturers, have they been coming to you, or have you been approaching them? Has it been a bit of both? There's been a bit of both. Cool. Yeah, a bit of both. Um, me using my business skills and what I've learned over the last few, uh, 10 years, I don't mind throwing myself out there. And um, obviously through some of the professional sports people's connections, they've obviously, they're have obviously they already ambassadors. Yeah. Jamie Hibbard, who's with us, who's um, um, a wonderful design director. He's um, who He used to work for various rock and roll magazines and mountain biking UK. He used to work there. So we've got this real good niche of people from marketing to business to sports personalities, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's working, you know? Great. So what we want to do, um, Caffeine and Machine, obviously we all know of, you've been there recently. Yeah. There's nothing in Wales like that, okay? But we're about to open our cafe, uh, the Battle Caf. And I'm not sure if that's the name, by the way, the guys, <laughs> I've just made that up. Um, <laughs> um, and... Um, the um yeah long story short um yeah we're going to be opening a cafe soon and in here and it's a petrol head cafe and hopefully that's the start of big things for us where we're going to be having you know we're doing bike builds at the moment we've got people who are asking to build bikes for them and uh, we're also selling merchandise (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) so that's that's the way it's going and i suppose from all of what we've just chatted about and so on it's just um it's all leading on to that and just trying to make a go of it Awesome. Sounds great, man. Love Thank it. you. Your your enthusiasm is infectious. It's a, mm-hmm. you know we, we've only met sort of Cheers. fleetingly beforehand, and, yeah. and I remember you know in the brief conversations that we've had previously, you know I, I've said to Steve, our, our kind of head of production, you know I've just been like, Ollie's just great. He's just got he's got the attitude that's going to get mm. him places. And you know then we come places and we see, look at what you've done. Mm. Yeah, it's terrific. Thanks. You know. Um, I started with two grand 10 years ago, you know, <laughs> wow. and if you, if, I mean, not, not everyone now, because of the podcast, not everyone can see what where we are and everything, but yeah, you forget that. I forget it, you know, um, I forget to enjoy it. Uh, I do because it's been so stressful getting it. Um, and so it takes such hard work to be able to do this. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. people just see what they see on Instagram. They just see me posing with a Porsche or a few yeah. pictures, you know, <laughs> which I do like doing, but what they don't realize is I did 17 hours a day for like nine years, you know? Yeah. Do you ever mental. like sit back and in this beautiful space that we are in and just think, man, I'm an, I managed to create this with the, the group of people, and then what I've you know with that two grand I start off and um, be really proud of I, what you've created. I don't as much as I should, but do you know what I do do? Sometimes I stand by the door as I leave and I just have a look, mm. yeah, and I just look around mm. and I'm like, oh, this is cool, you know. But I don't do it as enough as I should, and I used to do it a lot more when I was younger and starting things. But yeah, it's just been a whirlwind, you know. And, this is your um, field of dreams moment. Yeah, it's exactly, yeah, and that type of thing. And so, but, and also, I don't talk to people much about stuff like this. You know? So, this is like a therapy session, you know? I'll tell you uh, what else will happen, though. Once, once the venue does open up a, a little bit more as yeah. a cafe where people do turn up, yeah. and when you start seeing what other people are posting on their social media in oh, your yeah. space, yeah. Okay. that's a really peculiar feeling. Oh, that's nice. When you start to see something that you created, that you've mm-hmm. built, that 
thousands and thousands of people are then sharing yeah. and going, look at this amazing space. That is, that's a real, that's a special moment as well. And you've still got that to come. Okay. So I hope you think of me when you have that first moment. I will. Thank <laughs> you very much. Or when you're wearing the gimp mask. I oh, mean, either, oh. either is an option, Ollie. No, that really was a joke. Now, are we, am I allowed to ask you? I don't know if I am. I'm going to ask you, you've, you've got a pretty tasty Porsche. I have. On order, haven't you? I'm going to ask anyway. Are you happy to tell us about it? I am. No one knows about this. Roof, I'll explain this to you. I mean, hopefully you're not going to hear this for a week or two and then you'll know. <laughs> You've got a good few weeks. Um, you're all right. You're all right. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm in love with these cars. Um, uh, have, we, have I got time to tell you why yeah, I love Porsches? Go on, go on. Um, I had this 944. Uh, cut, long story short, I did a trip 10 countries in seven days with Roof when we first met. And yeah, it's a good way to get to know someone. Yeah, awesome. All through the Alps, all the way down. Oh, uh, we made it through the Alps. We rode it through Austria. I left the roof open. I flooded the car. She was going to leave me. And <laughs> that was day two. <laughs> it was uh, after, after Stuttgart, after the Porsche Museum. But anyway, we got we got down through Lake Como, and um, the wheels started wobbling off the car. All four. Christ. Yeah, carried on driving to Monaco. Uh, got to Monaco. They're really going like this now and did, did you think i'll just try tightening them up or anything i did and none of that worked okay. so it was much worse than i thought the hubs were coming off i didn't know enough about cars then to know what it was yeah saw monaco porsche dealership pulled outside we had about a thousand quid between us on credit cards debit cards whatever we and uh, so we were like right we just go we have to go home after this if they fix it mm. they pushed out of the show they were so pleased to see us they said we love these cars we never see them in monaco um i paid i paid two grand for it uh, they pushed a carrera gt which was quite new at the time out. Wow. Um, there's all these F1 racers' helmets in there and all the rest of it. Anyway, so we sat down four hours. They fed us. They watered us. They fixed the car. They came out, and I, asked, I was like, how much? And they said, it's on the house. They said, you're a guest wow. in Monaco. Wow. wow. They patted us on the back. Yeah, I tell everyone this Porsche story because this is why I like the brand. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's the everyday working man's kind of fast car. That's how I look yep. at it, yeah? They're still bulletproof reliable, uh, mostly. And um, and I just like that about them, you know? And I like the fact that they went out of their way to make us feel special and not charge us. That's great. You know? Mm -hmm. That's a really lovely story. When it could have been, you know, I've, I've had other brands and other cars. Well, and all especially that, And I'm Monaco. sure they would have charged me. Yeah, absolutely. Where everything Monaco is in particular. zero yeah. added on yeah. the yeah. end yeah. for yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, you'd so, like a cup of tea? That's seventeen pounds, yep. please. Yeah. Um, but what they did there, you know, I must have told a hundred people that story, and now this is going out on a podcast of tens of thousands to millions of people, hopefully. Yeah. And um, so that one act of kindness has repaid them and repaid them and repaid them into the brand. And I've kept on buying their cars. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So, so to answer your question, yeah, I've got another one on order. Um, I've got a nine nine two C four S, which has been the most wonderful car I've ever had. Uh, from a daily, from a modern car, mm -hmm. um, I want. I love driving. I want to be a bit more connected to the roads. So I've gone for a manual nine nine two next, a, a two wheel drive one, and I've made it as lightweight as possible. So I've, I've built. I see, um, you know, a person I'm a big fan of is Chris Harris with his, and he's got an RS Touring, mm -hmm. um, but they're like, you know, s six figures times two. Mad money. No, they're bonkers, yeah. aren't they? Mad money. And um, and they're bonkers money. And um, so what I've done is I've built myself a cut price one. So Porsche don't actually sell one yet, but I've made one. Hmm. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so it's manual carbon, ceramic brakes, lightweight glass, lightweight stuff, Great. cloth, all the rest of it. Uh, black with, um, and I'm painting the wheels like a coppery bronze colour. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, secret's out. Uh, it'd be an amazing <laughs> car, and hopefully you guys would like to have it, and you could do a feature Love on it. it. Fabulous. Love yeah. it. It'd be very cool, very cool. cool. Yeah, and if you haven't driven one, um, honestly, they're a step up from the other ones. They're, they're unbelievable, the new ones. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Ollie, you've yeah. been a terrific guest. I think you're very, very interesting. Thank you, guys. I only wish you success for the future. Cheers. I think, 
what you're building, your ambitions, your plans are absolutely solid gold. And I thank hope you. It, I hope they all come true. So cheers, everyone. It's lovely luck. for you to be here. No, thank Good you. luck. Thanks for having us. Bye. Man. It's the Driven Chat Podcast. Thank you very much for your company this week. Uh, don't forget you can tell your friends basically it's as simple as that we'd love you to like and subscribe and all the above but basically just spread the word thanks for your company we're back same time same place next week the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital you dream it we bring it to life find out more at drivenchat.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home go to prettylitter.com and use code acast for 20 percent off your first order and a free cat toy terms and conditions apply see site for details Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.